Welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha, a podcast shared by David Roylance. This podcast is dedicated to guiding you to completely eliminate the discontent mind and the suffering it causes by attaining enlightenment. Learn and practice the teachings of Gotama Buddha that will guide you to fully attain a peaceful, calm, serene, and content mind with joy. To support this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha or visit buddhadailywisdom.com where you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online learning resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Now, here's our teacher to share more. Hello and welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha. Today is our group learning program and we come together on Wednesdays in order to do meditation together. We're doing loving kindness meditation today and we're in this three-part series where in the first part I shared with you in detail what loving kindness is, what loving kindness meditation is, what it's antidoting, what it's transforming, and then how to actually do loving kindness meditation. In our last class, it was part two, where we essentially did loving kindness meditation together and opened up to any questions that you guys had. Today is essentially going to be very similar to that, where we're going to do loving kindness meditation together, and then I'll open up to any and all questions that you have related to loving kindness meditation, but really anything as it relates to the path to enlightenment. So this is a time for us to come together to encourage, support, and motivate each other in our meditation practice. And it's also a open session where any and all questions that you'd like to get answered, you can come in and ask any and all questions. So I'd like to welcome all of you, whether you're joining for the first time or you've been joining regularly, and at the same time invite you to join us for meditation. If you'd like to take a meditation position, either seated, lying, or standing, these three positions tend to be really good for online learning. And if you're in a chair, you might have your feet flat on the floor or cross at the ankles. If you're in a position on the floor, you might have a cushion under your rear with your legs lightly crossed. The cushion under your rear helps to lessen the angle at the hips, the knees, and the ankles by getting your rear up in the air. The hands and the arms, the Buddha put his right hand over his left with his thumbs together, and then he put that into his lap. So if that's comfortable for you, you could do it that way. But there's other options here as well, where you could put your palms on your thighs, your knees, or your palms up. If you're in a chair with an armrest, you might even just rest your arms on the armrest of the chair. The upper body should be nice and erect. This keeps the mind attentive and alert during the meditation because this is a dedicated, active, purposeful training session where you're actively training the mind. So with your lower body, hands and arms completely relaxed and comfortable, and the upper body erect, next you would like to just close the eyes and start breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. Here you're just establishing the breath because we're going to do breathing mindfulness meditation prior to loving kindness meditation. You can hang out here with the breath if you like, or you can join in these chants if you know these chants. I'll be teaching you guys these in about two weeks time. After I do the chants, I'll come back with some more guidance to help ease you into meditation further. Ara 
just interested in establishing a nice, steady, consistent breath. Breathing in gradually through the nose. And whenever you get to it, exhale out through the nose. Breathing in. And out. Breathing in and out. You would like to develop a natural breath, nice and consistent, not forced or controlled, just breathing in gradually, experiencing the full breath. And whenever you get to it, exhale out through the nose in a nice, natural, consistent breath. 
your breath isn't going to necessarily match up with the guidance that I'm providing. I'm just here for guidance. This is your practice. So wherever you get to the next inhale, just breathe in gradually using my voice as a reminder. And whenever you get to the next exhale, breathe out gradually through the nose. Breathing in. In, out. Breathing in. In, out. Once the breath is well established, start fixating the mind on the sound of the breath or the sensation of air moving into the nose. The breath is the present moment. Focus the mind on the breath, the present moment. Breathing in in out. Breathing in in out. With the mind fixated on the breath, the present moment, whenever you observe that the mind is off the breath, cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath, the present moment. No need to observe the thought, label it, judge it, analyze it, or even try to figure out where it's coming from. Just wherever you observe that the mind is moved off the breath, cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath, the present moment. Breathing in. In, out. Breathing in. In, out. I'm going to be quiet now and let you focus on the breath. Doing this work to cut off and let go anytime the mind moves off the breath. Then I'll be back with guidance for loving kindness meditation. You have nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. No one needs you right now. This is your time to focus on the breath. Breathing in. In, out.
continuing to breathe in through the nose and out through the nose. On your out breath, repeat these affirmations in the mind. May I be peaceful. May I be safe. May I be well. May I be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. May we be peaceful. May we be safe. discontentedness and the suffering it causes.
May all those who have harmed me be peaceful. May they be safe. May they be well. May they be free of all discontentedness in the suffering it causes. May all those who I have harmed be peaceful. May they be safe. May they be well. May they be free of all discontentedness in the suffering it causes.
May all those who I come into contact with today be peaceful. May they be safe. May they be well. May they be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. May all beings, no matter where they reside, be peaceful. May they be safe. May they be well. May they be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes.
go back to breathing mindfulness meditation, focusing on the breath. Breathing in. In, out.
since we started meditation. Now that we've done meditation, I'm going to open things up in a moment to any questions that you guys might have. And as you think about those, you might decide to put those into Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom in the comment section. We'll be able to see those and be able to answer your question in class. If you're in Zoom, you can electronically raise your hand and ask any questions or follow-up questions directly. What I would like to do as you guys are thinking about certain questions is just remind you a bit about loving kindness meditation. This isn't like a prayer or like you're trying to make other people feel peaceful, safe, well, or free of discontentedness. 
this isn't actually possible in your meditation. You can't change other people through your meditation. What you're doing is you're working on your own mind to arise loving kindness in your own mind, getting rid of any anger, hatred, ill will, and even that bitterness, hostility, resentment that comes along with it, even the negative self-talk that oftentimes is in the unenlightened mind. The loving kindness meditation is essentially rewiring your mind where you only think about peacefulness and safe and people being well and beings being well and free of discontentedness rather than allowing the mind to go down that path of anger, hatred, and ill will. You start to forge this new path and kind of rewiring the mind to only have loving kindness or this genuine interest in seeing all beings be well. And this is gradual, that you're gradually wearing away the anger, hatred, and ill will. This is one of the pollutions in the mind. You're gradually wearing that away and arising this loving kindness in your meditation. And then what you'd like to do is go out into the world and then practice loving kindness through your intentions, your speech, and your actions so that you can be polite, kind, friendly, and respectful, practicing all those teachings in the Eightfold Path as part of right intention, right speech, and right action. This is where your loving kindness comes through. And now with you being more loving and kind due to being able to arise that in the mind, now you'll see different results in your life. Where before the mind might have gone to anger, hatred, a will, bitterness, hostility, aggression. Now more and more as you wear that away and you arise this loving kindness, you'll be able to be more loving and kind in your relationships, both personally and professionally. And this is where you'll see your relationships blossom because you're no longer being bitter and harsh or aggressive or hostile in your relationships. And this is a gradual transformation. It's not something that you can just meditate once or meditate for one week or one month and all of this is completely eliminated. So you're working on eliminating the craving desire attachment through breathing mindfulness meditation and practicing generosity. Because with less craving desire attachment, that means the mind's going to have less anger automatically because you're not going to have this longing and yearning chasing after the objects of your affection. And when you don't get those pleasant feelings, then the mind moves to these painful feelings. So by reducing craving, desire, attachment, you're going to have less anger, hatred, ill will by itself. But then you're addressing that anger, hatred, ill will with the loving kindness meditation and then practicing in daily life through your intention, speech, and actions to be more loving and kind. So this is transforming your mind and rewiring your mind, doing the work inside. Because if you understand right view that all of those discontent feelings are being caused by your own mind, that's why you're doing the work to look inward and solve all of this. So I'm going to turn things over to you guys for any questions. I see that we have a few hands in Zoom, so we'll just take them in order. It looks like Donnie is there. Hello, Donnie. You can go ahead and ask your question. David, um, did you David, my friend actually shared with me uh, during one of her meditation sessions, she um, saw that she was actually um, beside her a physical body, looking at her body, um, you know how, um, what, what was happening actually? Did you say this is your wife? Uh, my friend. Oh, your friend. Okay. So what this <clears throat> is, what's happening here is as you start meditating and you soften up the mind more and more, and you're also developing your other aspects of the path, because it's not just meditation, but it's 
right view, right intention, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, and right concentration, what starts to happen is you start being able to observe this separation between the body and the mind, and you can see these two things are separate. Oftentimes we see it all as one thing when our mind is not practicing these teachings and aware of these teachings and training the mind. But as we train the mind more and more, we can start observing this separation between the body and the mind, even to the point where you can observe your own body, this body, while you're in meditation. It's almost like you're a fly on the wall or like, you know, hovering above the body, looking down on the body. This is a normal part of the way that the mind functions. And this helps you to see that you're not the body, you're not the mind, that there's this other thing that is completely separate. And the Buddha talks about the body, the mind coming together to be a person. And some people call this the observer. And you can start to observe this as you're training the mind more and more. What actually allows this to occur and how it actually occurs those kind of intricate details aren't known, but it does occur and it actually shows that there's progress on the path. It doesn't mean this is going to happen for everybody, but it is something that does occur. And at this point, I would encourage that person to start looking at personal existence view, that first fetter, that pollution of personal existence view and starting to focus on realizing non-self because this is showing that the mind is kind of prepped and ready to start letting go of the personal existence view and that pollution and start to realize non-self. This is a good indication that that's ready to occur as the mind is able to see this separation of the body and the mind. Thank you, teacher David. You're welcome. Nice to see you, Donnie. Looks like Marcy has her hand up. If you'd like to go ahead and ask your question, you can do that, Marcy. Thank you, teacher David. Um, so when when we do on the out breath of of you know may I be peaceful, is it okay to repeat that as many times to start to arise that feeling of of peacefulness? Am I am I doing that correctly? Yeah, some people like to just focus on that ring of themselves first. So you know those four affirmations, may I be peaceful, safe, well, and free of discontentedness. You can do that multiple times. It doesn't have to just be one time through. You could do that two, three, four, however many you like. Particularly people who have a lack of loving kindness for themselves. Maybe there's negative self-talk. Maybe you degrade yourself and look down on yourself, diminish yourself. This is really good to eliminate that. And if you have any kind of hateful feelings towards this being who you are now, you can just do those rings of may I be peaceful, safe, well, free of discontentness multiple times. And you might even do that over multiple sessions and then eventually just get to all beings. It doesn't have to be, you know, like each individual ring today was a different group of individuals. But what you might decide to do is do yourself three, four, five, six times and then all beings. And you might do that for several weeks or, you know, even months. And then you might start feeling the loving kindness coming for this being who you are and then start to shave some of that away and include some other beings as well. And while we're talking about this and talking about the rings, I would like to just remind everyone that the rings that I do in class are very general and general in nature. But for you, you would like to customize these rings based on individuals that you have anger, hatred, and ill will towards. So whether it's 
I, this being, or whether it's mom, dad, brother, sister, life partner, children, whoever, you know, co-workers, neighbors, ex-boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives, people who you'll never even see again, people who might even be dead, that your mind is still harboring anger, hatred, ill will for, you would like to ensure that you release that and liberate that from the mind, free the mind up of having to carry around that anger, hatred, ill will. So even if you're never going to see these people ever again, even if they're dead, you would like to release from the mind the harboring of this anger, hatred, ill will. And that's how you get the mind more liberated from these feelings. So yes, Marcy, you can include yourself as many times as you like. I often share with people when I first started this meditation, I used to do I like a few times. And then my mom, because I had a lot of resentment towards my mom from when I was a child and things happened in my childhood. So I would do her two, three, four times. And then I would just go to all beings and then done. And I would do that multiple times over and over and over again. And it took me a good six months to be able to really kind of let that go and then start observing that my conduct around mom was much different and this really helped our relationship to blossom by the time she died everything was completely fine so you can customize that however you like and, and, the, and you you shouldn't have a bottle or am i trying to generate that bodily feeling of actually feeling love and kindness towards this person or being whoever i'm doing that for or or is that you know because i I feel that's what I try to do is until I can actually feel the sincerity of wanting, you know, them to be free from all discontentedness. Like that's what I do. I kind of try to repeat until I can actually feel that honest, genuine feeling of, I want this person to be peaceful. Like, you know what I mean? I want them to be safe. And I can say that with like, no, you know, mind chasing another thought or thinking about what they did to me or that, like, you know, I, I repeat it till I can, till it's just that genuine feeling. Yeah, I think the words that the Buddha used is arising this loving kindness. I think these words are very helpful because that's what you're doing is you're trying to arise it in the mind, bring it up in the mind, fill the mind and permeate in the mind this loving kindness. You can almost feel it sometimes. When you first start loving kindness meditation, it feels almost like a wall. At least it did for me. It felt like the mind was just like a brick wall or like a big rock and like because there wasn't the loving kindness that was supposed to be there. So it was almost like this big rock and you're trying to break this up and break it down and arise this loving kindness and have it permeate and fill the mind. So what you're describing sounds 100% wonderful. I wouldn't think of it as I want this person to be peaceful, safe, well, and free of discontentness because that's that craving, desire, attachment. Instead, think about it as you have this goal, this interest. You know, you would like to see this person rather than want. I would like to see them be well because they're responsible for being well themselves. We can't actually make them be well. They have to choose that for themselves. But if you have that want, and there's that craving in there, that longing and yearning, then when they're not that way, you'll experience discontentedness. So I would say that you would like them to be peaceful, safe, well, and free of discontentedness and work on permeating it and filling up the mind, arising it. You can almost sometimes feel it kind of coming into the mind and permeating and flowing around. And when you feel that occurring, at the end of loving kindness meditation, I share to put that breathing mindfulness meditation in there to cut off and let go of any thoughts that are arising. But if you feel the mental quality of loving kindness permeating in the mind, there's no need to do the loving kindness at the end if you're not interested to do that. 
that breathing mindfulness meditation at the end is there because as people typically start get going with this, sometimes as they're meditating on people that they have anger, hatred, and ill will for, that can kind of arise in the mind. And you need that on the backside to kind of cut off that anger, hatred, and ill will on the backside of the meditation. But if you're feeling the permeating and filling up of the mind of loving kindness, you can just sit with that and really just breathe in and breathe out and breathe in and breathe out and just let that permeate and fill the mind. It's almost like the mind is being rewired and no need to do the breathing mindfulness at the end. Just then allow those loving kindness to permeate in the mind and then whenever you're ready just in the meditation and carry that with you throughout the day so that now your intention speech and actions can emanate from this loving kindness thank you teacher david and thank you for pointing out my craving i know that is something that i am very much interested in working on i appreciate it yeah no worries thank you for the questions for the both you and donnie I'm going to take a look here at YouTube and Facebook and see if we have any questions here. Looks like Michael Jenkins has a question. Do we do the loving kindness every time we meditate or is it separate from mindfulness meditation? So in your meditation practice, your goal is to have two or three meditation sessions per day. The two or three meditation sessions per day should be 30 minutes or more. That's what you're building up to. But of course, it takes you time to do that. And as I mentioned, everybody's on their own independent journey. There's been students that have taken six months, a year or longer to build up to that. So if you're at 5, 10, 20 minutes, that's fine. That's where you're at. There's no competition or comparison. But you'd like to get two or three sessions. The frequency is actually more important than the duration. So if you're getting two sessions for 10 minutes, that's better than one for 20 minutes. Or if you're getting two sessions for 15 minutes, that's better than one for 30. So build up your frequency of two or three for 30 minutes or more. And then out of those two or three, you'd like to at least one of them be loving kindness. So out of those two or three, at least have one, that's the loving kindness. Now, if you have a lot of anger and hatred during a particular period of time, you can increase that. You can make two or three of them be loving kindness because you're still doing some breathing mindfulness at the beginning and at the end. So you're still getting that in and you would like to really bring in the loving kindness. So if you're noticing the resentment, the hostility, the bitterness coming into the mind, you can throttle that up because your meditation practice is impermanent. It's not gonna be fixed, right? So you'd like to kind of adjust it based on what the mind needs. Not only adjusting the rings based on who you're experiencing anger, hatred, ill will towards, but also adjusting the frequency of how often you're doing the loving kindness meditation. But at least one of those should be loving kindness because every unenlightened mind that is in either the first or second stage of enlightenment or lower, they're going to have some ill will in the mind. So you're going to need that in there to gradually wear away that ill will, that anger, hatred, ill will is going to need to be get worn away. It's not actually eliminated until one gets to the third stage of enlightenment. That's where the ill will is completely eliminated. And you'll know that it's gone because it'll be years that you haven't experienced any anger towards anybody at all. You haven't even had a thought of anger towards anyone. So you won't see it 
vocalized. You won't see it in your actions, but you won't even have thoughts of anger towards anyone. You'll go an extended period of time, you know, six months, a year, two years, where you haven't seen any anger whatsoever in the mind. And this is how you'll know that the ill will's completely eliminated from the mind. And at that point, you still will be having loving kindness meditation as part of your tool belt. But after it's been a year, two years, and you don't see any anger whatsoever, you'll probably decide to no longer do loving kindness meditation. But you're not interested in letting this go readily, right? You're not interested in hurrying up to eliminate loving kindness meditation because the concern would be is if you eliminated it too early and then you still had ill will in the mind, then that's not getting addressed. So you'd like to see this elongated period of time where there's no anger, hatred, ill will in the mind, not even a thought of any kind of anything like that towards anybody. And then you can go where you're now just practicing breathing mindfulness meditation. But if six months, a year, two years down the road, you see any anger or even a thought of a little bit of anger or resentment in the mind, then you can bring in loving kindness and you know stamp it out essentially. Destroy it is what the Buddha talks about when he relates to these fetters and he discusses these fetters. He talks about destroying them and obliterating them from the mind. So this is why you're not interested to eliminate loving kindness too soon, but you probably will get to a point where you will no longer need loving kindness meditation anymore. It'll be just breathing mindfulness meditation. But in the meantime, have at least one session where it's loving kindness meditation, and then you can always increase that to two or three because it's part of your normal practice of two or three per day of your total sessions, and at least one of them should be loving kindness. Let's see if we have any other questions. Okay, you're welcome, Michael. I see your thank you and namaste there. Okay, I don't see any questions on Facebook. I don't see any more on YouTube. And uh, let's see Zoom. I don't see any in Zoom. All right. Well, I'll just end class with sharing with you guys what we're going to be doing in our future classes. Our Wednesday class next week will be the fourth class of our four-part series. And then from there, we're going to move into the Buddhist chanting. So two weeks from now, we're going to be starting our four-part series of the Buddhist chanting, and I'm going to teach you how to do the chanting. And this Sunday, in the group learning program, we're going to be in chapter three. Chapter three is titled Enlightenment. What is Enlightenment? Here I'm going to go through in detail explaining to you what enlightenment is and how you'll experience certain qualities of mind and all other kinds of teachings related to what is enlightenment, because this is going to help you to understand the goal so that now you can more readily make your way to the goal. Where so far I've talked about enlightenment as the mind being peaceful, calm, serene, and content with joy and kind of talking very generally about it. We're going to spend an entire class period just talking about enlightenment and what is enlightenment. And of course, opening up to any questions that you guys might have. So if you'd like to read the chapter in the book, either before and or after class, this will really help you. And remember, the book is available at no cost at buddhadailywisdom.com. From there, you can download it, you can download it and print it, or there's even links where you can order it on Amazon if you have access to Amazon. So you'll be interested to be sure that you're reading before and or after class because I'm not gonna be able to share in class every single detail that I put in the book. And then there are certain details in class that aren't actually in the book. So the combination of reading and coming to class, your mind will be fully informed about each one of these 
topics as we go forward. And then you might even decide to take this program more than once because it helps you to learn more than one time. So thank you all for joining. Thank you all for your questions. Thank you all for your determination and diligence to learning and practicing. Keep working on building up your meditation practice and let me know what questions you guys have by asking those in class, posting them in Facebook, or you can send me a private message and even schedule personal guidance sessions as well. So we'll see you guys in one of these future classes. Have a very lovely and wonderful rest of your day. Sawadikap. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To provide support for this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha. To access more teachings, visit buddhadailywisdom.com. There, you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Remember to establish a daily, consistent meditation practice, along with learning and practicing these teachings. A well-developed meditation practice is the foundation in which to train the mind to attain enlightenment.